the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Hope Lives 365, Pastor Chris Holland talks about the miraculous provision of God that we often fail to see right before our eyes. Nicodemus looking for a temporal king. Nicodemus looking for a political hero to save the Jews from their situation in Rome. Jesus flips the script and tells them the solution, Nicodemus is not in deliverance from the Romans. The solution is found in being born again. We might look around us today and witness our safety and freedom and even our society in many respects falling apart. Protests and riots, targeting of certain groups, abusive authority, and grumbling in opposition to governmental ordinances due to the global health crisis. So what is the answer? Well, it might be easy to think about just catching a ride on SpaceX rocket and uh, getting away from this Earth. But honestly, we'd only be bringing our problems with us. The truth is, those who believe leaving this world behind is our best option are really right, but just not in the way that they're thinking. More on that next on Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365 with our teacher today, Pastor Chris Holland. Chris has many years of ministry experience as a pastor, author, and television and radio speaker, serving as the associate director here at Hope Lives 365. Today, Pastor Chris begins a two-part message called The Ultimate Solution for a Collapsing Society, in which he points back to a conversation Jesus had with a Jewish leader about resolving the same problems of sin and lawlessness. The Jews were looking for a human hero to lead them out of the social and political turmoil in which they were living, but Jesus had a different answer to offer them. Here's Pastor Chris Holland. Elon Musk. In a document entitled Mars and Beyond, The Road to Making Humanity Multiplanetary, Elon Musk says this, you want to wake up in the morning and think the future is going to be great, and that's what being a space-faring civilization is all about. It's about believing in the future and thinking that the future will be better than the past. And I can't think of anything more exciting than going out there and being among the stars. Now please do not misunderstand. I love space exploration. I would love to fly on a rocket to space. However... I want to illustrate a simple point. You see, Elon Musk has a goal of developing a civilization on the planet Mars. And why is that? Rooted in that is the belief that this planet cannot handle much more. That this planet is on its way to 
extinction and by settling on the moon and then settling on Mars, we will have a solution. It is to a certain extent a bit of escapism. Is the solution to racism, hatred, murder, chaos, and lawlessness simply to set up another society on the moon or on Mars? Uh, I believe, friends, even if we did so and we were able to set up such civilizations, then we would make the moon and Mars lawless, uncivil planets. You see, the problem with that thinking is that the issue is more systemic than it would be solved by a simple move to another planet. It is more deeply rooted. It is deeply rooted in the human being. And my dear friends, I want to take you on a journey. Not a journey to space, but on a journey to ancient Jerusalem. Some 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago, we find in the Gospel of John something fascinating, a, a dialogue of sorts of someone who is also looking for a solution, a solution to the temporal problems of their society. If you have your Bibles with you, I'd invite you to open them to John, the third chapter. There in John chapter 3, we find an all-too-familiar story of an individual seeking for something, seeking for something more. John chapter 3, beginning in verse 1, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. As we read about Nicodemus, we find that Nicodemus was a wealthy, well-educated, and powerful man. But he was a Pharisee. The Pharisees, a political party in Palestine, during New Testament times, they were known for insisting that the law of God be observed as the scribes interpreted that law. Many of the Pharisees found that many of the Jews themselves were not careful about keeping those laws. And so they actually felt that they needed to place limits upon their contact, not only with Gentiles, but they needed to limit their contact with those Jews who were not keeping the law as intently as they were. The Pharisees, while doing their best to keep God's laws, while others were not looked down on others as sinners. But not only was Nicodemus a Pharisee, he was a part of the Sanhedrin. The Sanhedrin was the highest ruling body of Judaism. They were considered the court of justice among the Jewish people of the time. See, Nicodemus came as a Pharisee. He came as a member of the Sanhedrin. And he wanted to check this man out. This man who was more than a man. We know that because Nicodemus refers to him as rabbi. A term of honor that Nicodemus bestowed upon Jesus. Nicodemus understood that Jesus was more than just an ordinary man. But the Bible says that Nicodemus came at night and he most certainly came under the cover of darkness because Nicodemus was not yet ready 
to acknowledge that Jesus was the promised coming one. And as we look at the Jewish expectations of the Messiah, it started in the time of David, the belief that the Messiah would be a political figure that would be in the Davidic line and save the nation from any other ruling powers. It was the belief that the Davidic line would project into the future and last for an eternity. You see, the Jews were expecting, the Sanhedrin, the Pharisees, they were expecting a Messiah figure that would deliver from the Roman rule and lead individuals into this dominion over all the earth. You see, the Jews, the Sanhedrin, the Pharisees, They were looking for a human solution. They were looking for a political figure. They were looking for a hero to lead them out of the turmoil that they were now experiencing. And so Jesus answers Nicodemus back as Nicodemus emphasizes the signs, the miraculous signs of Jesus. Jesus responds in verse 3 and onward. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. This confused Nicodemus. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, You must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes. And you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus, looking for a temporal king. Nicodemus, looking for a temporal answer. Nicodemus, looking for a political hero to save the Jews from their situation in Rome. Jesus flips the script on Nicodemus and he tells them, The solution, Nicodemus, is not in deliverance from the Romans. The solution is found in being born again. A new birth. A transformation. This is vitally confusing to Nicodemus. And Nicodemus is wondering in his mind, how is this possible? What do you mean you need to be born again? And then verse 9 of John 3, Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? I started by calling you rabbi. Now you're talking crazy stuff. Let's just put the armies together and let's rush in and overthrow Pontius Pilate, overthrow Herod, and make our stand against Rome. This is crazy stuff. And then Jesus says these words, beginning in verse 10. Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel, and do not know these things? Most assuredly, I say to you, we speak what we know and testify what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. If I have told you earthly things, and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is the Son of Man, who is in heaven, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, 
that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Jesus is now drawing Nicodemus' attention away from political heroes, from human solutions. And he says, there is a solution, Nicodemus, but that solution is a heaven-born solution. Pastor Chris Holland on the teachings of Jesus Christ and how instead of looking for a temporary answer to our problems, we are urged to seek one that assures us the peace of God for all eternity. You're listening to Hope Lives 365. Speaking of a source of true peace, uh, now seems like the perfect time to tell you about a small book by Pastor Chris Holland called Hope for a Helpless Planet. You know, everywhere we're turning these days, the world is hurting. It's uh, wars and political unrest, an economy in question. We live on a vulnerable planet filled with people desperate for hope. But the good news is that Jesus has promised to come back to bring us where he is. And in Chris's book, Hope for a Helpless Planet, he tells how Christ will return and how to be ready to meet him. Ask for your copy, Hope for a Helpless Planet, It's yours in return for a gift of any amount to this ministry. Just call to make your gift at 855-888-HOPE. That's 855-888-4673. Or you can ask for it and give your gift online at hopelives365.com. This reminder, too, that you can hear this presentation by Pastor Chris Holland at our website in its entirety. And for a nominal fee, you can actually download your own copy of the audio file. It's called The Ultimate Solution for a Collapsing Society. Find it at the website hopelives365.com. Again, hopelives365.com. Coming up, Pastor Chris Holland offers the truth about our rescue from the problems of this world, a solution that we might miss even though it's right before our eyes. Moses says, look and live. Look to that representation of the eventual Messiah Jesus, and that will bring you life. Stay with us for more Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365. In a little while, I'll have details for you about a hardcover reference book for your home and personal study called What the Bible Says About. It addresses a wide range of biblical topics with the help of the Bible passages, too, so stay with us for more about that. But up next, Pastor Chris Holland is sharing how that Jewish leader, Nicodemus, came to Jesus in secret under the cover of darkness, and how Jesus pointed him to the light of the truth found in the Jewish scriptures, the first five books of the Bible the books of Moses, in order to teach a lesson about our one true source of hope for redemption. Here's Pastor Chris Holland. Jesus responds and takes Nicodemus, this Pharisee, and draws his attention to the Old Testament. And he refers to the bronze serpent in verse 13. 
No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is the Son of Man who is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Nicodemus, you think the Messiah is going to be this political figure that delivers you from Rome, that leads you into a time of bliss and dominion over all the land. I have news for you, Nicodemus. You need to look to none other than the Pentateuch, the first five books of Moses. I'm taking you back to the Old Testament, Nicodemus, so you can see what the real solution, the ultimate solution to the societal problems is. He references Numbers chapter 21. The children of Israel are on their journey in the wilderness. They begin complaining once again. They begin being disobedient once again. And in verse 4 of Numbers 21, the Bible says this. Then they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. And the soul of the people became very discouraged on the way. And the people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water and our soul loathes This worthless bread. Let me pause there for a moment. The children of Israel are now complaining about the miraculous giving of the manna morning by morning. They don't have to toil for their food. They go and they gather the food which God has miraculously provided. I wonder, my dear friends, do we we complain about the miraculous provisions that God makes in our own very lives? But the Bible continues... So the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people and they bit the people and many of the people of Israel died. And as we analyze this verse more deeply, and I don't have time to get into the details, but what we see is that the Lord lifting His protective hand from the people. God had been providing protection from these fiery serpents throughout the time, but then when the people say, we really don't want your protection, He lifts His hand of protection. They begin being bit and people are dying Verse 7, therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. Then the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole, and it shall be that everyone who is bitten, when he looks at it, shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent and put it on a pole, and so it was If a serpent had bitten anyone, when he looked at the bronze serpent, he lived. The people have a fundamental understanding of what is going on. They say, we have sinned. At the very core of the problem of the complaining of the people was a sin problem. It was a sin problem. Sin leads to death. But there is a solution, and the solution after the people come, and they admit their sin, they say, we have sinned, Moses, and God gives Moses a plan. And what is that plan? To make a bronze serpent. Why a serpent? The serpent is representative of sin. It is representative, and it looked forward to the time where Jesus, where the Messiah would be made sin for us. And Moses had very simple instructions for the people. Two words, look and live. That simple. Look and live. And that word there, look, in the Hebrew is a very interesting word. It doesn't mean to give a glance. It actually means to study, to examine, to understand, to consider, 
to inspect. You see, to look and live is not just a mere glance. It is not a fleeting moment. It is actually to look, to accept, and be transformed by what you see. You see, as the children of Israel looked at the bronze serpent, it wasn't just a mere looking. Oh, wow, that's a nice bronze serpent. It was a looking and embracing the reality that sin kills. And the penalty of sin is death. And someone must pay that penalty. And if we are not willing to look to the one who will lead to life, who will pay the penalty for that sin, we will pay for that sin ourselves. To live means to save, to be revived, to be preserved. And that word first shows up in Genesis 2-7. Look and live. Genesis 2-7, the breath of life. You see, God is the source of life. This is in direct contrast to the belief of the ancient Near Eastern people where men sought to link themselves with forces of life. They thought in terms of natural deities that somehow by magical resuscitations of myth accompanied by right offerings and right relationship and right standards that somehow, some way, they would be saved. Moses says no. Dispense with all of that foolishness. Look and live. Look to the serpent. Look to that representation of the eventual Messiah, Jesus. And that will bring you life. The difference between life and death at that time was very simple. It involved looking. Intently looking at the representation of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Pastor Chris Holland speaking about the prophetic imagery of the bronze serpent that Moses lifted up before the people of Israel, pointing to the day when our Lord Jesus Christ would be lifted up on the cross for our redemption. This is Hope Lives 365. Chris is coming back in just a moment, but first, as I mentioned earlier, we want to offer you a valuable resource in return for your significant donation to this ministry of Hope Lives 365. I'm referencing Pastor Mark Finley's hardcover book, 530 pages long, What the Bible Says About. It has answers covering most any biblical question that you or a friend might have, including, why am I here? Where did I come from? And what does the future hold? It's yours in return for a generous gift of $50 or more. Request it. It's a large volume by Pastor Mark Findlay, What the Bible Says About. Get in touch today. You can do that online at hopelives365.com or make your donation and request the book when you call 855-888-HOPE. That's toll-free, 855-888-HOPE. And remember, as you listen, you can re-listen to the message you're hearing right now online at hopelives365.com. Just look for the title, The Ultimate Solution for a Collapsing Society. You see, we've cast aside the Creator. And in casting aside the Creator, we have led our society to spiral out of control. In a few moments, Pastor Chris will close out today's program of Hope Lives 365. And we're back with Hope Lives 365 and a final word from Pastor Chris Holland about the promise Jesus made to Nicodemus and to us all. 
Here again is Chris. So what was Jesus' instruction? He hearkens back to Numbers 21 and he says, Nicodemus, learn from the story of the serpent that is to be lifted up. And then he applies that serpent to himself. If I be lifted up, John chapter 3, those who believe in me will not perish, but have eternal life. We're looking for the ultimate solution to society's fundamental problems. The fundamental core issue is we have lost sight of the reality that sin is the transgression of God's law according to 1 John 3, verse 4. And my dear friends, we are seeing today what Jesus himself predicted so long ago. You see, we've cast aside the Creator, and in casting aside the Creator, we have lost the law of the Creator. And it has led our society to spiral out of control. Jesus himself said in John chapter 12, Quoting back to his time with Nicodemus in John chapter 3, he says, And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples to me. You see, Jesus was clear. The ultimate solution for a collapsing society is to look to him. Pastor Chris Holland, closing out today's edition of Hope Lives 365 with the promise of our Messiah, Jesus, that those who look to him lifted high upon the cross and believe will not perish. Join us next time right here as Pastor Chris returns with the second half of his lesson, The Ultimate Solution for a Collapsing Society. That's on the next Hope Lives 365.